You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. A little less than six months after exchanging pleasantries on Fight Island following their UFC 257 battle, the vibe is certainly different ahead of the trilogy fight between Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor, which goes down this Saturday at UFC 264 at the sold-out T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Happy Thursday night, everybody. Happy UFC 264 Eve Eve. Now there will be plenty of time to discuss the X's and O's of this third meeting between Poirier and McGregor before those two gentlemen make the walk on Saturday night. But both men were on the same stage for the UFC 264 press conference, which just wrapped up a little while ago as we record this broadcast right now. It was wild. It was a slew of different adjectives in describing this press conference. And that's what we're going to talk about right now here on MAFighting.com. I am Mike Keck. We have the Prince of Positivity, Alex K. Lee. We got Jose Youngs joining us. And the latter part of this equation, Mr. Youngs in that beautiful shirt, was actually in the building live for the festivities, asked some questions. So, Jose, let us begin with you because the last time we talked about a press conference, you said something that has been sort of engulfed in my brain. You said after being at the UFC 263 press conference in Glendale, I thought it was like the most ridiculous thing ever. But you being there, you said that craziness it was one of the more memorable pressers that you had been to. It got you even more jazz for that event than you even could have imagined it could have gotten for you. Did this one have the same kind of effect at all? Seeing Dustin and Connor have their back and forth, most of the aggression, most of the verbal offense, if you will, came from McGregor. Like, did it have anything close to the same impact as the 263 presser for you? Not even a little bit. It's a good question. It's a good comparison, but I just felt like Connor was going through the greatest hits. Like he was just regurgitating a lot of what you're like, I'm going to put my fist through his face. I'm going to dribble his head off the canvas. He's a walking corpse. Like he started getting them to chant Jolie's wife, which is just, I don't understand that one at all. Like everyone in the, like even the media was like, uh, I'm very confused by this chant right now. It just felt like he was grasping. Maybe that's just Connor trying to psych himself into the fight. I don't know. I'm not in the mind of Connor McGregor, but uh, the crowd was red hot, obviously. Uh, there were fans like all around, like we were in the center and fans basically shoehorned around us. So there were fans on the side and the back of us. And they were going absolutely bananas whenever Conor McGregor even made a move. Like we were asking questions and the media was getting booed when they would ask Dustin Poirier a question. So uh, the crowd was red hot. But in terms of what I witnessed on the stage, UFC 263 was was very memorable in what happens between the fighters. I think this fight, this press conference, UFC 4 press conference was memorable, but for the wrong reasons. I just felt like it just felt bizarre that Connor was yelling at this individual in Dustin Poirier and Dustin was not having any of it. It's because remember Israel Adesanya and Marvin Vittori, Figueredo and Moreno, they were kind of going back and forth. There was really none of that. Like there was some, a little bit from Dustin Poirier, but maybe a little more than we've seen in the past few weeks, but it was basically just Connor yelling at a man and Dustin Poirier just laughing at him. AK, you are the Prince of Positivity, and not long ago, we were on Between the Links, and we spoke about your feeling towards this fight, this event, your excitement levels, and one of the big pieces to this puzzle that had been missing from the proverbial box, so to speak, was this press conference and what would come out of it. So Connor was kind of turned up, as the kids say. Poirier said he didn't let any of it bother him, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but did this press conference do anything for you in terms of how much you want to see this fight? Like, did it did it move the needle at all for you? 
For me personally, no. But I, I, in this circumstance, I do feel like I'm not uh, representative of who this press conference was for. I mean, I think that's that's obvious. But I'm going to be pos- I'm going to be positive here and, and say what the like, you know what I thought the good takeaways from this are. If you were a fan, if you're a fan of McGregor or if you're a fan of Poirier, I don't see how you couldn't be more uh, amped after this press conference to to want to see these two guys fight on Saturday. Like because if you're McGregor, like uh, Jose said it perfectly. He played the greatest hits. McGregor played the greatest hits. He also threw in some uh, "You'll Do Nothing." You know, that's a deeper cut. That's a deeper album cut, but that's a big one. If you're, you know, if you're a big McGregor head, that's a uh, that's one they talk about all the time. That's kind of like an encore song. So he played the greatest hits when he tried to do the new again and like a like a popular band. When he tried to do some of the new stuff, I don't know how much it landed. Like actually, I want to ask Jose. Uh, Jose, the the Joe Lee's wife chant. How much how much legs did that have? Did that actually go on for a bit? Because on the, oh. on the broadcast. It, it went oh, on. The fans, the fans, it didn't like, it wasn't a prolonged chant, but when he started it, it was very audible. Like it, it was echoing through the arena. But as soon as Connor stops, the rest of the crowd stops. Now, yeah. They were, they, they tried to pick it up again as they went on, but the initial beginning of it absolutely had legs. It was very, it, yeah. again, it was a very baffling situation. And, but also, it's also sad when you have to start the chant like that. I feel like McGregor, maybe he's done it in a previous press conferences, and I don't remember. But when you have to kind of do the, all right, guys, Joe uh, Lee's wife. Jo, like, when you have to start the chant yourself, it loses a bit of its punch. But again, but if you're a fan of McGregor, as you just, like, again, you're right, Jose, then you're totally into it. You're super excited. It's like, yeah, he gave us a new chant. Yeah. So... Uh, so yeah, maybe I'm wrong on the new material not landing. But either way, if you're if you don't like McGregor, you probably weren't sold on this. If you if you like him, you, you loved every minute of it. And same with Poirier. If you're a fan of Poirier, you love that he played it cool, that he kind of only threw in the occasional verbal jab. If you don't like Poirier, then you're you know you're you're on the McGregor side. You're like, oh, McGregor killed him. He he didn't even uh, respond. He doesn't have his own catchphrases. He doesn't have anything snappy to say. So so yeah, I, I think both fan bases were happy. I, I, I'm, I'm just assuming both fan bases were happy with how their guy represented himself uh, before, but as a kind of mostly in a mostly objective uh, observer, I was not any more thrilled. I didn't think it was a great press conference, but they, I think both guys gave the people what they want. So, so I'm again, I might be in the minority I, here. I do want to add the fans actually did start a few of their own chants even before uh, the fighters came out and they were all about Dustin Poirier's hot sauce. All of them. I can't say them well, on give, air give because me one. we will get demonetized. <laughs> I can't. No, we okay. will get demonetized. No, that's, fine. that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was nothing like Dustin. Your hot sauce is bad. Like it was it was way worse than that. It was that, except it, there were it was much more colorful language. Fair enough. Uh, there is one thing, and I'm just going to get this out of the way because I know we're all thinking it right now. That drives you crazy about these pressers, and it's getting worse and worse. Some of the media members in attendance that are allowed to actually have a live microphone on their hands. Good God, man. Like it was bad. And I'm not trying to sit up here on a high horse or anything, but just because you're there doesn't mean you have to ask a question. I thought Jose, you did a great job. There are people there like who got a microphone that were asking questions, like actively rooting for Connor. There's another media member that's actively like calling out Connor on the other end, like chastising him. Like the UFC, the members of the media, mostly outside of the MMA bubble, this was a rough performance, especially the last 10 to 15 minutes of this thing. Luckily, Brian Campbell kind of like saved everything at the end, but that's just something that kind of irked me. And you could tell 
that Poirier and McGregor were both kind of fed up with the whole thing at the end of it because of some of the questions they were getting. So I've said my piece. We'll move on. Everyone's been talking about this. That's my two two cents on the whole thing. Um, but clearly part of this approach from Connor, AK, was to irk Poirier or like try to get under his skin and get him emotional. And Dustin had some good one-liners mixed in there to, to fire back at Connor. He did his best to kind of keep a smile on his face. But AK, you, I mean, you're watching on your computer, on your television, you're seeing all the different angles, you're seeing them close up. You Did you get any sense that McGregor rattled Poirier in any way? I don't, I don't know, rattled. It, it, that's definitely impossible impossible for me to say, but annoyed. I, I don't see how you can't be a little bit annoyed. Again, I know Poirier has been through this twice already. Uh, maybe it was worse the first time, you know, what happened like seven years ago. But I, I, I just don't see how, he, even having gone through it already, he can't be a little bit, like if, if not like personally insulted, but just just the the nonstop like needling. I know I'm someone who I can I can ignore what someone's saying, like but the but the very fact that they're trying to needle me and get a rise out of me, it works. It's like the person probably tell my my blood's getting a bit you know my face is getting red or whatever. I'm not half the man Dustin Poirier is, but I bet again. But when you're on that big of a stage, you've got people booing you for like no reason. Again, like Jose said, like just because a qu- like a question would be asked of him, and then people start booing. Like you're, I don't know how as a mature, intelligent adult, you can take that and just and just be like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna shrug it off. No, there's that. He's in the middle of a weight cut. That's the other thing I thought is is I was kind of looking at him like, man, this is the last thing he wants to be dealing with right now. You know, it's I know I know 155 isn't as bad as coming down to 145, but it's still a weight cut. You know, it's not a good time. Uh, and then he has to put up, put up with all this extra crap. So um, I don't know if any line in particular, like, and I think that Jolie's wife stuff was so silly. I, and I guess we should stop bringing it up, but. I don't know if any particular a narrative or line really got to him. I thought I thought Pori had the best line when they were like, "Why is it? Why is he so different this time around?" And Pori was just like, "Well, because I knocked him out last time." So, so all classiness <laughs> is out the window. The guy's got to. I thought that was the best line, and, and it's not even trying to be clever. It's just true. So uh, I thought that was the best bit. But but I, I I do think that that McGregor is is getting under his skin a little bit. Not 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 just because for being clever or or for being particularly incisive but just the the sheer uh level uh the sheer volume of it i think i think Bory is a little ticked off jose what do you think like i know you felt like you know just in hindsight that it Pori wasn't really affected by the trash talk but maybe the combination of the trash talk the length of the press conference Pori isn't very public he hates doing these things uh especially in the build-up to a fight especially after going through the first fight with connor Connor can win these fights days before the actual event with the mental warfare. Connor just knows how to, to you know, kind of poke and prod and and get that advantage. Do you feel like Dustin was rattled at all? And, and on the flip side, do you feel like Dustin got to McGregor at all with some of his retorts and his one-liners and uh, you know the it's not McGregor fast, McGregor sleep. I thought that was a great line too. But did did you see like any of those guys get rattled at all? I wouldn't say rattled. Uh, I thought maybe for a bit, right, right before the stare downs, that maybe Dustin Poirier did uh, was a little rattled, or or Connor got his head a bit. But then when they got face to face, and Connor was doing all of the antics, and Dustin was just like standing there, kind of chuckling to himself, and then Connor threw a front kick at Dustin Poirier during the face off, and Dustin didn't just took it. He was just like, all right, whatever. Like he didn't like try to rush at him or anything. Really, the only thing he says is, "If you come at me, I'm gonna slap you in the face." 
Like that's all pr- pretty much he said. So uh, Connor front kicked him. Dustin just kind of looked down and was like, okay, and walked away. Uh, I so I don't know. I I'm not in either of their minds. Con maybe again, maybe this is Connor trying to psych himself out, or tr- maybe it's more for him rather than to get at Dustin. Maybe he needs to get into that mindset. I'm not trying to get into the mind of Connor McGregor or Dustin Poirier. This is all just speculation. Uh, but from the outside looking in, just what I saw there from that stare down, I don't think either man is quite rattled. I think they're both just ready for a fist fight uh, and it's nothing overly personal. It's just build up to the fight. So just uh, to, to, to put a bow on this, Jose, how would you grade the first face off for this trilogy fight? Like we'll see another one tomorrow at the ceremonial weigh-ins, but this was kind of intense. We saw the front kick and you know, the sunglasses, Connor's wearing the suit, Dustin's wearing the the Florida shirt, so to speak. What, what, what did you think? Like, give that face off a letter grade. B plus. It's not the best Dustin Poirier face off, and it's not the best Conor McGregor face off. So, uh, I don't even think it's the best face off of the of their trilogy. I mean, how many times have we seen that that media day face off? Uh, before their first one, I think it was like UFC 172, not 172. I can't 178 or something back in like September 2014 or whatever. Uh, and then even the 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 ceremonial, like it wasn't even ceremonial weigh-ins at the time. The regular weigh-ins when Dustin is yelling at the fans and everything, those are the two best. And then after that, like the hot sauce kind of gimmick with their first time and them getting nose to nose on Fight Island. This wasn't even in their top three face-offs, so I'll say B plus. What do you think, AK? B plus, higher, lower? What do you, what do you, that, that's the mark. Are we going higher, or lower than B plus? Nah, B, B, B plus is on the spot. I think I think we'll see a little more. Uh, there's, I assume there's there are ceremonials. I think, I think there'll be a little more fireworks and ceremonials on Friday. Uh, I it, that and that stupid little front kick was just so. <laughs> it was. I mean, it you, was knew it was coming. you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. Oh, gosh. It was so, so. How close was he to kicking him in the groin, do you think? Close. Like, I don't think, I don't think he meant to do it on purpose. I think as he kicked, there was kind of like the pull away, the fall back. And I think, like, he really almost kicked him in the groin. But I, I, I have to assume that wasn't intentional because that would be a, even for McGregor and even for the UFC, that would be beyond the pale. Uh, but yeah, the the kick did not help things. The B plus is for everything else. It's like, it's like Jose said, you know, the sort of the intensity and maybe maybe Connor's side of it and Poirier's non reaction. Uh, but yeah, I think we'll see. I think we'll see a better one tomorrow. Maybe not better than B plus. Again, this is the third fight between the two. I don't know how much of a genuinely like powerful face off we can see at this point. Maybe, but hey, maybe they'll put me wrong. Maybe they'll they'll really uh, they really shock us tomorrow with how they how they present themselves the face off. But I don't know. Listen, listen to me. Such a jaded journalist. <laughs> well, you get, you get at least got a little taste from one half of the new BTL Tag Team Champions, aka giving it a B plus, <laughs> and uh, we get a little te- a little tease, a, a little nugget of what's to come ahead of Saturday night. Of course, we have the best weigh-in show in MMA, hosted by the great Alexander K. Lee, kicking off around noon Eastern time tomorrow, which is Friday. Then we'll be live for the ceremonial weigh-ins and face-offs. We'll have a preview show, a pre-fight show, post-fight coverage. All of your results, news, highlights, winner scrums throughout the night on Saturday, live from Las Vegas, all in one spot right here on MMAfighting.com. The press conference between Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor is in the books. For Jose, for AK, I am Mike Keck. Thank you for watching, and we will see you on Friday. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.